<laughs> you know what's so funny? That's in my head as well. Right. Since you put it on the list, it's been in my head all day. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about them as well, to be honest, because um, they have a few songs that I like that I didn't realize was by them. And I was like, oh. Who is it again? Don't, um, young, uh, young, 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 young T and Bugs. Young T and Bugs. Young T and Bugs. Young T and Bugs. Oh, but yeah, ever since you did that list, yeah, I've been like remembering how big those songs were in 2020. Yeah, it's a, yeah. definitely a good year for all for music anyway, not for anything else. <laughs> anyway, we're jumping into the topic like way too soon. Hi everybody, welcome to the Rating Podcast, the podcast where we speak about all things music and popular culture. I'm Carl CNN. I'm Olive Aid. And today we are diving into the topic of social media. But before we do that, just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been streaming and listening to our podcast. And if you could please feel free to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It Five stars. goes a long way. Um, yeah, and we have an Instagram page as well. So please follow us at the Rated Podcast on Instagram. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. We appreciate yeah. it. But back to the topic. So today we're diving into um, a topic that I think is relevant all the time, and it's social media and music, and how that's changed over the last couple of years. Um, I'll generally say that social media has like created an extra promotional platform for music, and things like Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter have really like been used in ways that I feel like have been beneficial to musicians a lot of the time. Um, would you say you have a favorite platform? My favorite platform is probably Instagram, just because um, I, I pretty much get everything from Instagram because everything is shared to there anyway. Mm. So like like TikToks are shared to there. So on my explore page, I just see TikToks. Um, everything actually I do I use Twitter a bit, but like not as much as Instagram. But um, yeah, everything is on Instagram to be honest. So Instagram is probably the main form of of um, consumption that I use. What about you? Yeah, same. You know, I think the same answer you pretty much gave everything ends up on instagram eventually so even though i feel like twitter might get stuff like more quickly someone posts it onto instagram in a picture thread anyway so it comes to instagram eventually and even tiktoks as well people like just tend to post them on instagram after they've been made on tiktok already so yeah it all kind of comes back to instagram at the end of the day but it's definitely like i guess it's i don't know why i like it so much but yeah, my favorite as well. To be honest. I just wanted to mention the can like can can you remember or like just picture the change that Instagram has actually had from twenty twelve <laughs> when it first came out. Yeah, Instagram was basically all about filters, and like if you look on people on people's pages on um Instagram in twenty twelve, yeah. it had the same filter, and it was probably Nashville or what's that? <laughs> 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 Not Nashville, that's <laughs> back. <laughs> like it was literally all about filters, yeah, because people were like. Because before that, we didn't really have anything that really, like, changed our p- appearance on, on, a, yeah. on a phone. So that's what was the big thing about Instagram. But, like, it's changed so much over the years to the point where now it's just a bit, it's about, um, it's basically about promotion, I think, more so than anything else. Yeah, I agree, though. Because, like, thinking back to 2012, like, it was, sim- obviously, it was a simpler time, I guess. And, like, you know those times people used to use collages a lot as well. So I always think of, like, when I think of Instagram and it's, like, you know, beginning stages, I think of, like, split images and like flipping images and inverse images and that kind of thing like being really popular around that time but yeah it's definitely changed from like i guess what the, it was probably intended to just be like a picture on video sharing app and then obviously it's kind of grown into so much more now as time's gone on 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's true for all of them, to be honest. Like, even Twitter as well. Like, when it first came out, um, it's probably it's pretty much just about you writing down your thoughts, I think. Mm-hmm. But now it's the same on Instagram, really. It's, it's about promotion. It's, it's, still, it's still about, like, putting down your thoughts and stuff. Um, but even Facebook has changed because, you know, the old generation took over it. So, like, for, our, <laughs> for our generation now, it's basically you, what everyone does is, like, share things. Um, no one really writes statuses anymore unless you're, like, you know, above a certain age. <laughs> I feel like there's a certain demographic of people who definitely use Facebook and they are definitely old, there are people. And then sometimes I would say, like, people that are mums. Yes. Like, mums, even no matter their age, over the age, mums over the age of, like, 23 tend yeah. to write Facebook statuses a lot. And it's interesting because it's, like, they're using it to, like, share their thoughts and stuff. And obviously, that's what it's for. But I don't know, it just feels weird now because I'm, like, I don't really write, sit down and think, oh, let me write to Facebook. Like, when, when we were in school and college, it was, like, more prevalent, obviously. And I'll be like, yeah, no status, da, da, da. But now I'm like, mm, Instagram, Twitter at the most. But yeah, that's it for me. You know what? The only thing I use Facebook now for is they have that watch um, thing. Mm. So I just watch videos on there now. I don't do anything else. I don't even look. I don't even scroll down on my homepage or feed or whatever. I just go mm. to the video thing and just watch the videos. So it's definitely like changed in that sense as well. But um, it's, kind of, it's nice though that the old generation, I guess because they don't really, I don't know, like they're not as tech savvy as us. So like, they don't really use Instagram, they don't really use Twitter and things like that. So it's nice that they have somewhere to, like, use. Um, but still, like, they took it over, so. I'm screaming, not talking <laughs> over. I know what you mean, yeah. It's, it's a weird one, but I guess in terms of, like, 2020, I think it it was an important year for many different reasons, obviously, like, the pandemic and whatnot. Um, but then I think, because everyone was at home, like, people were, I don't know, getting more creative with, like, keeping themselves occupied and preoccupied with different things. And so that kind of brought about like different challenges, music challenges and stuff. And I think when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking initially like before this year in particular, obviously there was challenges and stuff happening, of course. But I just remember it 2020 being very prevalent for like social media and TikTok challenges from then on. Um because beforehand, like on Facebook and stuff, there was like all those, you know, like the ice bucket challenges and those things. Yeah. Like, those were like kind of popular and people were doing them. And I guess it's kind of like a, you know, a social media thing. Obviously, it's not related to music. But then 2020, I feel like was the year that I really paid attention to like TikTok challenges and like that kind of thing happening. And it all started with the Don't Rush challenge, I think, by Young T and Bugsy. And I don't know who actually started. I think that's where it started because I would say that it was Say So. You think so? Yeah, because, well, for me anyway, um, that's the first like, tiktok dance that i kind of you didn't even know that was a, a challenge no but, yeah, i didn't was, <laughs> that's what, so after that challenge that's when i like in the pandemic because um i didn't have internet <sighs> it was a long story i didn't have internet oh. um in my house for the whole of the the first lockdown yeah so i used to watch like the music channels in france and um say so was like getting up there in the charts and stuff and that was because of the tiktok uh challenge and and i would say because of that and because of um, Say So being number one when Nicki jumped on, all of that combined, I would say that's what kind of launched um, Doja Cat's, like, um, like they launched her blowing up, to be honest. Like, that, mm. like, that's what launched her career, I think, even though she was around for a long time. So for me, that's the first um, TikTok kind of challenge that I kind of got, um, that, was kind of, that I kind of saw first, that and also Savage. But um, Don't Rush was kind of later, I think. In my yeah, mind. Don't Rush was, like... Um... 
I feel like it was like March time. I don't know if it was later in the year though. Yeah, I'm not sure. But even definitely those those three, say so don't rush and savage. Yeah. Were a big things in at the first lockdown in twenty twenty. Um but what out of those three three oh, out of those three, what was your favourite? Um so I liked watching the Don't Rush Challenge because I liked um the the different transitions that people would do and like them showing themselves like in more comfortable clothing and like without especially women like without makeup on and stuff and then like transitioning to them and like I don't know an outfit that they would wear to go out and it was it was funny to me because it was like obviously we were all at home at that point and so there was nowhere to really go so the fact that everyone was getting dressed up for yeah like social media <laughs> was kind of funny um and the savage one was interesting because it was like the dance was cool I thought and it was fun to watch but one thing about this TikTok generation is that I feel like once you pass a certain point I don't know if it's just me and age well, I cannot keep up with the kids and the dances. So oh, no, me neither. I can't, yeah. And the say-so one, I don't even know. I think I saw, like, the challenge and it was some arm-winding thing. Is that what it involved? Or was that the video? I don't even know. I think so, yeah, that was it. That okay, was that it. was it. So maybe I did see that, actually. Yeah, okay, cool. So I would say that it was between Don't Rush and the Savage. What about you, though? But firstly, first, first, first of all, firstly, speaking about, um, you said that uh, people used to dress up. Just yeah. challenges, yeah. And I just, it just made me remember, like, I used to dress up to go on house party. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, pour my glass of wine. <laughs> like, we were going, like, we were going out to the club. <laughs> oh, that was such a time. That was actually such a time in, in history. Like, I think people, we all connected at that, at that point. Yeah. Kind of um, but, yeah, I think my favourite was probably Savage because it was so, like, even though I couldn't do the dance and I did attempt many times, <laughs> it was so nice to just like see across like social media and like how everyone that kind of well to me actually that kind of launched the actual TikTok dances more so because Don't Rush was like a challenge where you wipes the mirror and stuff. Mm. But like Savage was like the first like actual probably I don't know if it was the first, but in my eyes it was the first actual like TikTok dance, which we see a lot now. So kind of like set things off, I think. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's so weird because it's so difficult to pinpoint like the exact, I don't know, timing of specific things. Because I think like the kind of last two years have been a bit of a blur in terms of what's happened and when's happened and what's happened where. And even, I guess, even before that, because I guess as I mentioned the Don't Rush um, challenge, but then I guess before that, there was like dances on social media and stuff like, so the In My Feeling challenge, um, oh, yeah. the Drake song. So that was like quite prevalent and quite popular. So that can be considered a like well, I don't know if it was a TikTok challenge, but like a social media kind of challenge as well, wasn't it? So, was sorry, wasn't there just just popped into my head? Wasn't there a um, so gone challenge? Yeah, there was as well. Yeah. That wasn't on TikTok. That was before. Yeah, and that was like just on. I mean, I remember seeing on Instagram as well. YouTube. Yeah, Instagram and everything. But there's been so many challenges. So I think social media generally has been really helpful in artists promoting themselves because, for example, Monica you just mentioned. I know that the streams for Sogon would have went, well, they did go up um, after that challenge kind of occurred. And generally what we're finding now, I guess, is that TikTok has been really helpful for musicians and stuff because a lot of the challenges that they are doing on there are helping songs kind of chart and, you know, get a, a certain amount of quiet streams and helping songs kind of get on the, like, Billboard charts and UK charts and increase the numbers and popularity and views as well on YouTube. So... Now it seems like TikTok challenges are a thing that people aspire to have for their songs when they release them. And they have them in mind, I think, sometimes artists when they're creating music, which is 
Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, especially, um, it's good for older artists. Because basically, I, I would say that TikTok and these kind of apps are kind of more dominated by Gen Z. Mm. So it's like good for old artists, the older, the older artists from like the 90s and early 2000s who these Gen Zers haven't really grown up with. They'll, mm. they'll start to know these particular artists. For example, Monica, like they probably don't even know who that is. Mm. But because of the challenge, they'll like hopefully like go back to her music and you know just like show a more interest into her. So that's good in that sense. Um, and also, like you said about um, people like artists exp- aspiring to make songs for TikTok, I think that's kind of a good and a bad thing. Mm. Um, because I mean, it's good that you want to like cater towards the the, the you know the, the the thing that's in the mainstream right now. So you kind of that you know that's going to make your song popular. You know that's going to make money and you're going to chart and whatever but i think at the same time artists who make songs particularly for tiktok it kind of ends up like lowering the quality of the song a little bit because they just just want to try and make a song that you can do a dance to or that's easy to like come across on social media or something that's easy to make a challenge out of which kind of it kind of takes away from like putting in like a like a craft into the song so it kind of just diminishes the quality of the song in my eyes so it's kind of a bad thing at the same time as well as as it's a good thing yeah you're right i agree with 100 and i think it does diminish some of the quality of the songs because it's like you can somewhat hear that they've made this song to be catchy because they know that people will be able to dance to a particular part or there's a part of the song that you know that it's like what's a part, particular sound bite in tiktok songs that people like in specific songs that like are the parts that they dance to you know what i mean yeah. so Sometimes artists now are trying to rep- replicate that. I remember Jojo saying a couple of months ago that her label were like, oh, you need to like basically make a song that is a TikTok hit or whatever, or you need to go viral essentially. And she was kind of like annoyed about that. But she was basically saying that, you know, there's like marketing teams and they're like told to, you know, they're supposed to do a job and then they're basically telling her, well, you need to, you know, make a viral hit. And then she kind of, I think she was a bit annoyed about that. But I kind of understand, I don't know, it's weird. Like, it's, it puts me in a weird position as a consumer of music. Because it's like, I understand what they're saying, but you can't force that kind of thing, essentially. Because sometimes these things catch on on their own. Sometimes, you know, I mean, a lot of songs that, have, as you said, that have, like, grown up in social media challenges, they're not always new. They're old songs that, like, as you said, Gen Z have revisited and come across. And it must be exciting for them to come across something that is new to them, but obviously to people who have heard Monaco Sogon before or years before it's like nothing new to us so it's probably exciting for them and it kind of catches on and even older songs like and then i'm seeing a lot of sierra challenges on tiktok like so oh, she did the one to level up which was like her you know most more so recent song but i've seen one to get up and like a boy and i'm like oh this is interesting and like i think she posted just at the end of 2021 that she was like one of the most like shazammed songs for tiktok or something like that something along the lines of people using this song on, on tiktok for whatever purposes so yeah it's just it's a bit of a weird one, to be honest. I don't know if it's intentional, but Level Up is kind of an example of a song that's kind of made for TikTok. Or not for TikTok, but like made for like a challenge. Like See, the... you know I've got to back my homegirl and like disagree with you on that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was you going to say? No, I was going to say, yeah, because I, I get what you mean. But then I think, um, I don't know, like I feel like she made it. And I don't think she, I don't know if Sierra like consciously would have thought, yes, this is going to be a hit on TikTok. Because I think at the time it was 2018. And to me, I wasn't really on TikTok then. Like, I think TikTok became a thing in my life in like 2020. 2020, yeah. But I mean, like, aside from TikTok, I think 
because it because there was still a challenge and, and people were doing challenges on YouTube and stuff. So that's what I meant. Like, ah, okay, like a level up, like yeah. oh, challenge kind of song. Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. Mm, okay, I can see that. Comes across as that kind of because even like the 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 video of the dance routine and stuff like mm. it's very replicable. So that's what. But I don't know if I like you said I don't think I don't know if she would actually have thought of that intentionally, but it just kind of happened. Yeah, because if it if she did, I would have like thought that she would try to do that for like all her other songs as well. You know what I mean? Because of it's like if something works with one song or nothing, can you try to repeat that? Yeah, you wanted to like have the same kind of success. So I don't know. Maybe I feel like it was an accident, and it was like, oh okay, it caught on kind of thing. So and the dance, I would say one thing about Sierra's moves and her dances is sometimes they're quite complicated. And I think this time, that like level up hand gesture wasn't too difficult. So even if you're not the best dancer, you could actually pretty much replicate that and so therefore making it easier to do in a challenge so to speak so yeah yeah and that's the thing about tiktok dances and stuff like the the choreography is quite simple well it's supposed to be simple i mean i can't do it but <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it i don't understand it's too... you know what as well there's like um i don't even know what song it is but it's like some caribbean sounding song and then like there was some uh, i can't even remember how it goes and there's some song anyway and there's like some specific dance routine that comes with it and like i was trying to learn this because when i was trying to meet my friends on time off whatever we were like oh yeah when we meet up we're gonna do this one together or whatever, whatever. when i tell you i sat for like 30 minutes and i couldn't get it right <laughs> it was the simplest thing and i watched it over and over and i was like this is simple i can do this I can do this and i remember it was like a work day i was supposed to be doing work or something and I spent like 30 to 40 minutes trying to learn this dance on TikTok. And I was like, no, why can't I remember the steps? It's literally like less than 15 steps. I kept doing it wrong and going the wrong way. It was just so painful. <laughs> that was the same with the Savage one. Like, I could not get that. And also, it's like, these dancers are actually a workout. I was sweating. And me like, too. I couldn't even get it. <laughs> it's like, come on. Kind of made me feel like I don't have rhythm when I know I do. So... <laughs> That's the thing, yeah, making me feel like weird. But that's another thing as well. I feel like the um Gen Z are a very talented bunch. Yeah. And a lot of them have come up with like TikTok um challenge dances. And I really feel like some of them have been like rewarded for it and have been able to go on to do amazing things. And some of them haven't really been given the credit that they deserve for making things go viral and making up dances yeah. to specific songs. So it's a bit it's sad sometimes, but sometimes it's beneficial for them. So I know a lot of like content creators on TikTok, make up dances and stuff. And then they kind of get ripped off by other people and then those people kind of go on to become famous for their ideas, which is not fair. So, yeah. You know what I would say about what you said about Gen Z being more talented? I think it's because, like, compared to us millennials, I think they're a lot more free. They've been given a lot more, like, creative, like, control. Because, like, if you think about, like, the millennials, we were, like, the descendants from, like, the generation above. and they were descendants? Like, <laughs> I couldn't think of a word. <laughs> yeah, I love but, it. But, you know, the generation above and, like, above them, they were very rigid and they were very, like, set in, like, their ways of, like, you know, you have, you have to be a doctor, you have to be this, you have to be that. Yeah, go to university. And, and, like, creative things and art and things were just not something that you were allowed to do or, like, they were just kind of shunned upon. Whereas, mm. I think Gen Z... They're, they're just given a lot more freedom ab- about what they want to do. So there's, like, from a young age, they're, like, perfecting their craft, which is kind of nice to see. Yeah. Like, they, they, they're gonna, they've been given a lot more creative freedom. So 
I think that's probably what, and also they, they grow, they've grown up with social media. We we kind of grew up. We actually had the, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Where, like, we we grew up with no social media, and like, and we're on social media, but they don't even know a world about social media. So it's know. true. I would I agree hundred percent everything you just said. To be honest, because I've always said that, like from certain age groups or years groups from like the late nineties, I would say that they kind of grew up a bit differently. So like us early nineties, I would say mid-90s people were like as you said rigid and we had to like go to university like mm-hmm. if, when you finished college it was like well what else are you going to do you can't just go and work in the supermarket or whatever you literally go to uni and it kind of like <clears throat> been detrimental to a lot of us because I think a lot of people have are creative generally but like because they were essentially had no other like options especially because like family and parents and you know people other, other friends were going to university so you kind of feel like it's something you just have to do just because everyone else is doing it. But whereas, as you said, Gen Z, like, I don't know, I feel like we they, we crawled so they can run and run into the world yeah. of, of, like, you know, influencerism. Because, sorry? I was going to say, now that now Gen Z are taught that you don't have to go to university. No, they are, like, influencers. They, like, a lot of them were doing YouTube when they were, like, in uni, like, doing a lot of creative things that have, like, paid off for them now, later down the line. Like, whereas I think a lot of people that were, like, our age... I think they started, like, these things, but like, no one really continued too, too tough. Like, a lot of people that were famous when we were, like, I don't know, in college and uni that were started YouTube that were, like, around our age. A lot of them either, like, stopped doing it or I don't really hear much about them anymore, to be honest. And I don't really know what they're doing. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit weird. So, yeah, they're definitely very, like... Like I said, just more free to do what they want to do, which is nice. And I hope that continues throughout the the rest of generations yeah me too but it's kind of uh, nice to see so not just sticking on gen c it's kind of nice to see like even like some of our generation the millennials they're they're doing the, they're doing their thing as well like they're they're like taking the social media and just take they're just making it a business and they're making it like a what's the word they're, they're, there's a lot of millennial influences as well yeah that's yeah. true yeah i definitely think it's nice sometimes i, I like look back and i'm like I don't know, I like checking people's ages and stuff. So when I see people that are, like, my age, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, it's nice to see them, like, doing something or, you know, being rewarded for this and that or, like, just making it in some sort of creative way that isn't, you know, a nine-to-five or something restrictive and rigid. So, yeah, I think it's really nice that they're using social media to the best of their abilities, essentially. Yeah. Before um, TikTok, though, I think TikTok is literally, like, it's... I think the creators of TikTok learn from Vine. Do you remember Vine? Yes, I remember Vine. Six, yeah. seconds, six second videos. Yeah, so like Vine, obviously, like six seconds is very short, but to be able to get content into that kind of clip is very skilled because, yeah. <laughs> like, six seconds is not long. It's actually yeah. so quick. On Snapchat Time War, like, that's very quick. So I think definitely TikTok learned from, like, I don't know, Vine's mistakes essentially. And I think Vine um, started when we were just finishing college starting uni in 2012 and it died down in 2017 and then when I was just basically checking and researching I basically I didn't know why Vine kind of shut down I just remember like hearing Vine was dead and dying and it's going to be ended and apparently it's because they didn't support people that created the content um and there was like lots of competition and there wasn't like there wasn't many opportunities for monetization and advertising options and so Twitter just kind of shut it down, basically. And then that kind of left, I think, a gap in the market for things like TikTok and even, um, I guess, Instagram now. Yeah, even Instagram now, definitely. So 
I think TikTok should be very grateful that Vine died because they were able to kind of take the concepts and rework it in a format that works. And now it's just like, I don't know, I really like TikTok, yeah. Although I don't like when you click on the app, I'm sure you can change the settings, but I'm old enough, so I don't know how to do it. But it just starts shouting at me as soon as I click on it. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> that's quite off-putting. And it, like, the way it just scrolls into other videos, I'm like, excuse me, who told you that I was finished watching that one? You know, <laughs> go into the next one. Can you pause, my friend? Hold up. So I think I like the platform because it, it to me, it's like a place where people, I feel like it's a safe space for people. Like I feel like there's um, people that are, people are their authentic selves on TikTok with their dances and stuff. And I see a lot of people that I know I never knew, like, did certain things, like, singing and dancing, like, really enjoying themselves without judgment. And I, I look at it, and I'm like, that is so nice to see. Whereas I feel like... And sometimes they post on Instagram, too, and I'm like, okay, cool. But then I feel like Instagram has um, this... I don't know, there's an image thing with Instagram that, like, you have to look a certain way and be a certain type of way, and it's like... Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Which is very detrimental to certain people. Well, a lot of people's mental health. Yeah. This is a whole other subject, to be honest. Um, I know, it's, just, it's well, weird. Going back to Vine, that just thinking about Vine, it kind of it launched a lot of like YouTubers' careers as well. Yeah, I don't know if you know Ricky Thompson. Yes, I do. Yeah, he started out on Vine, and then he went to YouTube, and also his friend Denzel Dion. They started. They, they both started out on Vine, and now oh, like, both on Vine, like mega stars. So. Yeah, they probably that doesn't just show you the impact of social media. Like outside, of, excluding music, this is just like you know someone who's a social media presence and has an influence, being able to like propel themselves into new heights just from one particular platform you know what i mean it's just like yeah. that's crazy let alone like music and like challenges and increasing streams and stuff it's just like wow yeah and also not just so- social media but like kind of goes hand in hand but like youtube as well has to be credited for like creating so much more like so much um influences careers as well because like a lot of youtubers who kind of started out when YouTube wasn't kind of kind of a thing, but they still posted videos anyway. And then as soon as YouTube became a thing, they started to get popular. And then from that, they kind of like built their careers on Instagram and social media mm. stuff. So YouTube is definitely a big part in some influencers' lives, which has to be like acknowledged as well. So it's true. Would you say that um that any particular platform is more so beneficial for musicians? So like if you were a musician, for example, and you were like, hmm, I need to get a viral hit. Um, where would you post, where do you think posting your song would benefit the most? You know what I mean? I think Instagram, you know? Mm. Instagram is definitely, for me, the biggest platform. Just because, as we said, it's it's like a gateway from all other platforms. Mm. Um, and also because, since they, because obviously Instagram has, has added a lot of features, so they've added um, stories mm. over Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, they added, um, like, video because before videos were used to be like 30 seconds I believe. yeah it was a limit so now it's like above one minute or you can do like as long as you want really because you have igtv as well that's true um so yeah they have like a lot of things that they've added that kind of like helps this in in particular artists who basically if you're if you're going to be an, if you're a new artist and you want to promote your music you can definitely add like a, a cover to your instagram page um and you know, it depends on how many followers you get, but you can, like, share it. And you can promote things now as well. I'm not sure if you can promote videos. Yeah, you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you can promote videos and hopefully you get on the Explore page and people will see. And obviously you have that feature of um, you can share people's posts to your friends and stuff mm. without, without you knowing. So that's kind of cool because then that's kind of, like, more exposure. Um, so I definitely think, like, yeah, if you if I was a new artist and I wanted to, like, get my music out there, I would definitely post 
um, covers and stuff to Instagram because I know for for certain that when I like follow a musician or whatever, I kind of like always go to their page to see if they've posted like a new cover. Yeah, like you know, like um, this is actually a good gateway into speaking about um, Mooney Long, mm. whose song "Hours and Hours" kind of blew up just because of Instagram. Mm. She um, posted a lot of people's other people's covers of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like an hours and hours challenge if you will um so yeah they, she posted a lot of them and she used to and she was so engaging on instagram with that mm. she used to post it like every day yes um and i used, I used to see it not even on her page but i used to see it on the explore page i used to see it on my feed like other people singing her song um and yeah so yeah i definitely think she's like kind of a, a perfect example of how you can like promote your song and make it like huge so yeah i agree i think her marketing was smart and I feel like she's independent so like it was basically her and whoever else is on her team slash label that she runs I guess herself but um yeah posting this stuff on Instagram from TikTok and wherever other platform people were singing her song was, was good and also one thing I thought that was really great about her is that she posted the um instrumental to Hours and Hours herself on her own YouTube channel which I thought was really clever oh, so like, people can use it. yeah encouraging people to like cover the song because you know sometimes when like i don't know sometimes you want to like you might want to sing along to something karaoke and you might search for it on youtube and sometimes there's some funky versions of the song that don't sound the same and it's in a different key and it's just all weird and off so i thought that was really smart of her because it kind of saves people having to go to other avenues for the instrumental where she's got it directly there so yeah smart marketing to be honest and i don't know it just it's random like sometimes songs just kind of seem to blow up by themselves and i don't feel like she obviously wrote that song in, with the thought that it would become a viral hit on any sort of social media or whatever or that it would be a challenge and you know even this kind of song that it is like it's not like a made for you know tiktok kind of song it just seems like a song that she wrote authentically and it just happened to organically blow up which is really nice for her yeah which is weird because so that was kind of like a, ch- a song where i was like people kind of gravitated towards and they made it a challenging thing. But then her song Time Machine was definitely, she probably didn't have in mind that that would blow up on TikTok as well, but like the end bit, people <laughs> just made that such a TikTok trend. And it's just like, <laughs> that was so, it's like, I don't know if I would call it clever because obviously I don't know if she had that in mind, but then I guess it's kind of lucky that people gravitated towards those two songs in particular. Yeah, I agree. I think that, the fact that the end of the time machine reminds or reminds me of Michael Jackson. Yeah. And whatever she else is, she's saying. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I feel like she's just a good songwriter because I feel like in her case, like, she's obviously been, I mean, she's actually an amazing songwriter. I'm going to say good because she's written so many songs for so many different artists. So she's definitely got a really good pen game. But I think she knows what, I don't know, I think she does know actually what people would like to hear essentially. So I think that's what has translated well in her newer music. I know she's been writing songs for over like 10 years for different people and she writes for a wide range of artists as well segue sorry random but yeah she's written for like country singers like r&b singers like pop groups so she's not very one-dimensional when it comes to writing she's quite diverse as a songwriter which i think is really different but yeah i think she's just got a good ear for what i don't know people like to would like to hear maybe and it just kind of translated really well in terms of her own song but yeah anyway. i agree but that's kind of going back going back to that point of you literally just never know what people will gravitate towards and what people will make a challenge or a trend. So, you know, you just have to I guess it's kind of the luck of the draw, really. It's true, and, yeah. 
I mean, you can, you can definitely try and like come up with a song that will cater towards TikTok or cater towards a certain challenge or whatever. But I think when you kind of try too hard to make it happen, it kind of comes across as like, like cheesy and like not authentic. So it's like, it kind of doesn't catch on as well as other songs that kind of, kind of naturally progress into it. Low key, yeah, what you just said is true. And also just reminded me that Basically, you know, Megan Stallion, she wrote, well, she came out of that hot, hot shit song. Yeah. yeah. And I remember her saying something about hotties, like, you know, time to make a challenge or whatever for this song. But, yeah, at this time, though, <laughs> I think the black social media content creators on TikTok were on strike because they basically felt that they were creating videos for content and stuff and doing creating all these challenges. And then their counterparts would copy these challenges and then become famous on TikTok for them, for dances that they didn't even do. So, yeah, I just... That is an example of, like you saying, you know, someone created a song that has particular catchy bits that and sound bites that can be used. And I know she would have thought which particular bits of the song would be used for sound bites because the chorus was very TikTok-y. <laughs> now, even I don't really listen to the song, but I reckon, that I, you know, the chorus or whatever. So... That's an example of like somebody making a song for TikTok, but TikTok not doing its thing because the content creators are like no, <laughs> or the black ones anyway. So I definitely not... think um, since Savage, Megan Thee Stallion has had that in her head of making a song for TikTok because specifically, yeah, all her release, basically all of her releases after that is kind of, you can just tell that it's made for for TikTok or some sort of dance challenge because if you think about um, Body. And you think about um, what's it called? Don't um, don't what's it called? Don't what? Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, fuck shit. Like they're all. If you think about the chorus and you think about like the beat, the like the specific like melody and beat, like they're definitely made for some sort of TikTok dance. Which, I mean, maybe that's why I'm not really like feeling her new music as much because I feel like she has that in her head and it's not as like like you said before. I think in another episode where you think that she was hungrier for it before in her older stuff. I think yeah. now she's more hungry for a viral hit, which is like, to me, in my opinion, I probably, I'm, we're probably old, but <laughs> for me, it's just like, I don't know, I kind of prefer when someone's more authentic than trying to make a viral hit. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not, I mean, I understand like the importance of having hits and stuff, Um, obviously for like, you know, sell purposes, but and I think you all should really, you should also, also, you should also, think about, like, your craft and, like, I don't know, you just have to be authentic to an extent. Like, if you don't believe in something that you're putting out, or, sorry, not if you don't believe in it, but if you don't, I don't know, like, you should like the music you're making and want to make it just because you like it. And then if people, like, are receptive of that as well, then, you know, that's great. But, like, I don't know, chase, hit chasing, it just comes across a bit inauthentic to me. And then, it, I don't know, as you said, same with me. Um, I don't really like a lot of the songs I've heard from her from since like Thought Shit, I guess. Was that on that album? Was that on that album? It wasn't was it? No. No, that was a new one. It was after, yeah. So I don't know, even that from her album, I liked a few songs. I liked her and the baby when they worked together. Any or when they did anyway. And I liked I liked Don't Stop actually, to be fair. Um and Body, I think I liked for like a week and then after that I just couldn't stand to hear it again. So that's another thing with um social media challenges. They kind of oversaturate you hearing the song because you yeah. just hear the same part of one song 
over and over and that's over. That's the thing, and it's like again. so. That's the thing as well. So these things that these people make challenges, or whatever. It's like I don't even think they listen to the whole song. They just listen to like one bit. So it's like <laughs> I, I just it's like you're not even like consuming the whole song. You just listen to that one that that one bit that becomes famous, and then like every time you scroll on TikTok, that's what you hear. So it's just like. Uh, it just gets really annoying. So, yeah, yeah. definitely oversaturated. It's true, and it's it's usually the one of the better parts of the song as well. To be fair, so for example, the City Girls had that song "Twerkulator," which was um... terrible. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> I'm gonna say catchy, but okay, <laughs> it was catchy. Not their best song. There's a bit where you say their worst song. Keep it's it not going. their best song. Oh, not their best song. Okay, yeah. So there's a bit that's like that um, JT's rapping, and that's the bit that went viral. Um, when I do my dance, yeah. yeah, and then that's the part that I think when I would listen to the song, I would stop after that part. So, yeah, that kind of just, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad because these artists make these songs, and all these people are going to hear is that one bit <laughs> literally. And it's just like, oh, okay, but then I get and at the same time, it did help the song, the, the song charted. Um, and whatever, it just took a little bit long to make the video, which was one of those things, I don't know. And Missy Elliott directed the video, and I didn't really hear anything after that from them, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it helped them in a way. I don't know if it's certified gold yet, but I feel like it probably is by now. So, again, social media really doing its thing and just kind of promoting songs to the point where they get certified. And another thing as well, sorry, he challenges as well, like... um, Although now I'd say like they like for example the Busset Challenge comes to mind with the Erica Banks, so that song was able to like chart and get certified. But I feel like enough some challenges like obviously don't mean that the song gets you know the song placed on the chart, but it will help with towards streaming and it might get certified even if it didn't chart. So that's another thing as well for like streaming streaming social media has been kind of beneficial in helping with as well. Yeah, speaking of that actually, um, you know the Silhouette Challenge with Streets by Doja Cat. Yeah. That can that made her make a video for that song. Yes, that is a good point right there. So yeah, so that made her. So yeah, so I think she was done with the singles from that album. Yeah, because that was hot pink, innit? it? Yeah, it was hot pink, and I yeah. think actually she was even preparing for Planet Her. Um, so yeah, hot pink was like in the past, but then because of that challenge, she made a video, which my uh, that video is really good. So very very good. Yeah, so yeah, so she and she even added the silhouette challenge in the video as well. Um, at the beginning, so yeah, that's like the impact of um, the impact of uh, TikTok because it kind of kind of pushes artists to, I guess, well, we know Doja Cat is a hard worker anyway, but it kind of pushes artists to kind of, I don't know, kind of move along with how far social media kind of pushes out new things and old and like pushes out old things and kind of brings in new things so yeah it kind of pushes artists to work a lot harder it's true yeah i appreciate that about her as well because i think i mean it was probably her team that were like let's you know do this kind of thing and that was actually rca your favorite label so um (laughs) that moved very quickly definitely show favoritism towards certain artists and doja cat is one of them so yeah she's definitely a priority because i think she's at the moment probably one of the biggest like money makers which yeah. is understandable so of course if one of her songs is one said song is going to be you know making a resurgence then she's gonna run and the video was very good quality though i must say they pulled okay. out the budget for that one boy mm-hmm. for a challenge 
Yeah, for challenge song. And, I, and you said I like that she they incorporated the challenge into the actual song too, because it's like you know, sort of homage, 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 homage to the challenge. I wonder who created the challenge, and I hope that one thing I do hope that these um, top, what do they, they call them? Content creators, yes, yeah. that do create the challenges are. I don't know, not compensated, but like, because I guess you don't need to pay them for doing something. Yeah, that's it. Acknowledgement is important because a lot of these people like are young as well. And I think the girl who did the Savage Challenge, I think she met Megan and she's like, hopefully been, you know, compensated in some sort of way for that. And I know that City Girls met the girl that started the Twerkulator Challenge. So it's nice to see that a lot of, um, of the artists are like you know meeting with the social media stars and just like you know saying thank you because a lot of the time if they didn't do this dance to your song it might not have taken off the way it did yeah so, yeah it's very important to acknowledge it i think exactly but i wanted to mention um so apart from like challenges and tiktok dances and stuff there's also like a thing on tiktok where it's not a challenge or whatever but there's a lot of um like snippets from artists like singing live and their performances and stuff yeah. So, like, a lot of artists who probably wasn't necessarily noticed. Um, obviously, they they are big in, in their own right, but like they were never noticed as much as as they are now. And for example, like Jasmine Sullivan, her, there's a lot of her like snippets of her song "Pick Up Your Feelings." Um, mm. There's like a, a lot of snippets from her um, thing, her performance on you know the Savage Fenty Fenty show. Yeah. So it's like it's. Like we said before, it's bringing new light to these older artists, and obviously we've seen a big. Um, actually, Jasmine Sul- Jasmine Sullivan has been like she's blown up a lot in the past two years. So yeah, and sorry, just to interject. Yeah, what you said is true as well because I think her songs, two of her songs, just went like were certified like in the last couple of months, and I think that as you just said, it's because of social media because I think she's been out since two thousand and eight, right? Yeah. And only now, like she's had two songs certified, well three now I think two or three certified and that's because of the influence on social media and as you said those um clips of her singing on tiktok and also the song with her as well like well i always used to see the book where they're like they're harmonizing together like, on tiktok a lot yeah and so yeah it's definitely helped so that's a really another another benefit so yeah it's this is it's, uh, honestly like every time i think of the power of social media it's just it's just crazy like someone can really blow up in the space of like even like a day to be honest like if you're if you, basically the, the, the thing is if you're consistent and your um your thing is catchy you can literally blow up so easily yeah it's true honestly it's like yeah it's, it, you don't know what's gonna happen as well that's the thing as you said you just gotta be consistent with it and i think that's a lot of a lot of content creators are pretty consistent i would say to the point i don't know how because how did they have this time please i, I don't know <laughs> especially the ones that like the dancers yeah i respect them because i just feel like it's energy, man. It's energy to be dancing all the time and be moving all the time. But I guess they're probably passionate about dance to some degree. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like, if you, think, if you look at some of these dancers and you look at their followers, like, in the millions, and they're probably, like, some of them are probably, like, 15, 16. Mm. But, like, from that young age, they're just already, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, because we never knew anything like this when we were younger. Yeah crazy to see it's true um back to challenges do you have any social media challenges tiktok challenges anything that's gone viral that you have like that you're or your favorites i would say or that you like really like enjoyed more so that stand out to you um what have i liked we said it before but i definitely liked as you said the don't rush challenge that was cool mm. <laughs> um 
What else? What else have I liked? Um, there was another challenge. Um, I can't remember what song it was though. And it was like, I just want to say Zoom, and they were like on the floor, and someone like dragged them. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What's that song? Oh my god, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember, but song Zoom, song Zoom. But anyway, that was cool. Oh, that's gonna annoy me now, Dad. I know you're gonna remember it some random time but, as well. Um, what else? The In My Feelings challenge was actually cool as well. Yeah. In the car. <laughs> and they jumped, out, they jumped out of the car and they're still moving. <laughs> they're very creative. <laughs> and very dangerous. <laughs> very, it's true. Don't, just like that kind of don't try this at home kind of vibe. But everyone tried it at home, so, yeah. yeah. I guess, what else? I'm trying to think of what else. I'm, kind of, I'm trying to think of, like, new ones that I've seen recently, but, like, my mind's actually gone blank. Mm. What about you? Um, you? Yeah, similar. I liked in, in My Feelings, Don't Rush. Um... I liked the transition in like the Bossit challenges. I think those were kind of cool. Um, more so recently, I've been seeing um, one to see another, not even a new song, Beyonce, Beyonce. And um, it's like everyone, they stoop on their knees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, squat down to the like one of the beat bits, the beats, one of the bits of the beat. And yeah, it's just funny to see that like, because they do it in different locations and random locations. And I saw one with um, Coco from SWV doing it the other day, and she kind of fell because <laughs> basically like her knees are not like stable enough to do it. So it was funny. So yeah, it just shows that like social media's pref- um, presence because like old songs. That song is almost ten years old now, and it's oh like God, that just made me feel so old. I know it's weird because it, it just yeah. makes me think. Can't believe like almost how many years ago did Beyonce's Beyonce album come out and now literally so yeah it just shows the power of social media what's that challenge um, when people like they kind of paint, painted their face to be ugly and then you tap the mirror oh I know what you're talking about uh, I don't remember the song though or the whatever uh, came with it I just remember like them tapping the mirror and like yeah I'm so I know it's like a rap yeah I know it's all about that's gonna annoy me no, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, that was a good challenge too. Yeah, I like the creativity of like those kind of mirrory ones and the wiping ones and those kind of like yeah, those particular ones. There's was... a Nicki Minaj one that's going around as well. Um, do, uh, we, do, do we have a problem? Like, no, but no, it's not that. Oh my god, I can't. Why can't I remember these things? Oh my god, <laughs> done my research. But there's a Nicki one, Nicki one that's going around that I like. Oh, it's gonna annoy me now. The only one I've seen of her at the moment is, like, people just walking around to, like, do you have a problem? And going up to their mums and stuff and family members. Like, <laughs> do you have a problem? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it's funny. Like, I saw one other thing that was, like, oh, um, when I found out that my mum was, like, cussing out my dog or something and then she walked up to her mum, tapped her on the, like, bit where it was, like, do you have a problem? And her mum looked at her so confused, <laughs> like, why is this girl tapping my this? <laughs> Oh wait, definitely one of my favorite ones at the moment is definitely the time machine one. Oh um, yes, how <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, honestly. People, <laughs> the thing that the thing is like people don't they're not even doing anything. They're just like sometimes they're even just standing there, but it's what they write. Yeah, it's the writing. <laughs> it's true. So creative. Oh my god. Yeah, that is true. Like, and it's funny because a lot of it's relatable. Like, it might be something like, "Oh, that time that I." I don't know, something embarrassing that happened to somebody. And, like, obviously, everybody wishes they could go back in time and stop things from happening. So it's just relatable. 
a lot of the time as well. But I just find myself laughing all the time at those time machine ones, especially some people that are doing like MJ moves to it as well. <laughs> it makes it that much funnier as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of actually the things. The thing is, that's the thing as well because we consume so much on these apps. Like we just can't remember what we see because mm. it's just so much. So yeah, there's definitely a lot that I, I kind of like and love too. I'm pro- I'm literally just there at nighttime, like scrolling, just laughing to myself. So. Me too. <laughs> I do love a good challenge scroll. Like even if I don't, for example, like um, watch it on TikTok directly, I will see them on Instagram threads, and I really appreciate that enough. So yeah, 100 yeah. percent enjoy it. But I would say that social media has generally been a huge benefit to artists and musicians, content creators, loads of different people like in these current times, um, especially musicians, I would say, because it's a good promotional tool for their music. And I think sometimes almost like free promo to an extent. Um, I don't know how things work officially like in music labels and stuff, but I do know that sometimes these kind of these challenges do catch on naturally. And then I think what I've heard is that people will pay influencers and content creators that have um, you know semi-large followings to continue the challenges. Yeah. So they are organic a lot of the time, but then I think they enhance that a bit. So I'm assuming like the hours and hours challenge, for example, caught on and then people have been paid like, by marketing teams to like kind of also do it as well to kind of keep it going kind of thing. So like there's, you know, a little influence from like record labels here and there or like independent artists and their marketing teams here and there. But yeah. Yeah. It's still beneficial for the artists either way. So Yeah, it's good. It's 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 good. I guess it's a good um I got, well I don't know because I guess it's just like the times that we're in so obviously these like, artists and labels are kind of just trying to profit off the times that we're in like we don't we never know what's going to happen in like the next five years maybe there'll be another app or something that like takes over so yeah it's true kind of just, like making the most of it now as it is popping so it's true you know because like, there's always something like new coming up I mean TikTok came out of nowhere and so there's always room for other. If you look at the TikTok, I don't, I, I don't know if you have, but like, there's some. I used to watch like these YouTube compilations of like TikTok videos before it was popping in like. I did too, yeah. And they were so creepy. Like they weren't even like, they, they, it was just such a, a completely different platform. Mm. So um, it's definitely changed a lot, um, and like as we're talking about, definitely changed in the benefit for musical artists, which is kind of cool to see. But um, yeah. Also, whilst we're talking about TikTok, another feature that I think is quite handy as well is there's a duet feature on tiktok so if you're someone singing a song a lot of the time now a lot of tiktok creators are musicians i'm on music tiktok so i like following that they will have different parts to a song and then i'll have like a bit where it's like you sing i sing we sing together etc on the on the song and then it encourages people to like collaborate with them and you can like stitch your video to their video so they'll be like posted together which is kind of cool in terms of collaboration so i think that's another thing which is really um good about tiktok is encouraging collaborations with people you don't know essentially so yeah just giving smule yeah you know <laughs> what <laughs> when you i was saying i was thinking wait that that dumb app i used to use is exactly the same concept but they've played, see, they've taken bits of different um social media platforms and kind of put it all in one and it really works for them so that's really handy tiktok give me a job please i want to come <laughs> up with you yeah, but the way smule used to make me think i was this perfect singer <laughs> no, time it used to have um, what do you call it? You could edit your voice and choose like. Yeah. To I was in the studio, mate. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of interesting. That like speaking about like Instagram and TikTok and stuff, they definitely kind of just like even Instagram. When you think about the stories and stuff, obviously you're yeah. talking Snapchat. Mm. 
Um, so like all these um, different platforms have taken from other platforms. Literally stealing from each other. Let me not say taken, yes, yeah, stolen. <laughs> from each other. So, because um, obviously, like definitely Instagram take, um, like adding stories have, has definitely like kind of brand down Snapchat because Snapchat is not used as much anymore. Yeah, I love Instagram because... I don't know, I just feel like I have most of my friends on Instagram. Snapchat's more personal to me, so like I have like but I tend to post the same content. So if I post it on Instagram already, like you said, I just won't post it on Snapchat. It's just there for like like I'll take the videos on my Snapchat, but then post them on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I think definitely I think people a lot of people would agree that Instagram is probably the main form of social media right now, or the main platform of social media right now. That yeah. I- if you ask anyone from our generation or Gen Z, they're definitely on Instagram. They definitely have Instagram. So, I agree. Yeah. Obviously, like, like you said before, I think Instagram, there's a lot of negative towards Instagram as well. The fact that there's a lot of pressure to be or look or sound or, or do something a certain way. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a detriment to the platform because a lot of people, I know, like from experience and stuff, a lot of people suffer from mental health. Mm. From, like, kind of it's, a, it's just a lot of pressure that that people find to come across like a certain way on instagram to try and increase followers and and just try and increase numbers and things so it's definitely like something that's i definitely get it when people say that being an influence influencer or content, content creator is a full-time job because it is hard mm, yeah i can see that too honestly and dedicating all that time to one particular Thing can be stressful as well so I understand and I kind of completely sympathize with people that say that as well yeah I, I do think though that like especially in the last year or so maybe the last two years there's kind of been a little bit of a shift of like people gravitating towards more authentic or natural content rather than I don't know like this image that uh, people put across on Instagram I, I've seen a lot of posts and a lot of um, content where people are you know not they're not wearing makeup and they're not even on youtube they're not wearing makeup and they're not like i don't know just they're just being themselves so and i think people are a bit more gravi- they're gravitating gravitating a bit more towards people being themselves rather than creating this false image on instagram and people and a lot of people are calling out certain people who um come across a certain way on instagram which is kind of nice to see yeah and people that photoshop like the images and stuff often get called out quite a lot as well because I guess they're kind of changing up. It's warping um, perceptions of reality. If you make an image and you you pull your waist in as a woman, mm-hmm. like a lot, and then you're you know people that follow you will be looking like, oh wow, her waist is so thin. Like how does she, you know, what is she doing? Yeah. And then I don't know. It just makes people feel some kind of way, as you said. So yeah, but yeah, that, people get called out a lot for um, editing them image themselves and to represent who they really aren't. If that makes sense, like you yeah. know. Mm. I think for me, I definitely prefer to see someone being their authentic selves rather than just trying to create this image where it's probably, it's probably not true and kind of just makes you like kind of question your own life. But then you have to kind of stop and think of like, it's probably not real and you don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. So you just need to like forget about that. Yeah, that's the thing. General media, social media is like, it can be an escape. And I think the thing that people forget is that most people are not that transparent on social media and will only post the good. Mm-hmm. So that's always good to remember that most people will not post their bad moments and if they're sad or not. You do get the odd few, especially influencers that might share when they're having a bad day or something, just to show that, you know, they're not always perfect and everything's always bits and glamour. But yeah. majority of people on social media, or maybe the even average day person, probably not going to post 
having a terrible day today, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I agree. But yeah, so yeah, that kind of wraps up our conversation on social media. Yeah, yeah. definitely does. Overall, social media is, you know, subjective. People like it, some people don't like it. Definitely positives and negatives and most of, I would say mostly positives for like musicians because then they're able to like have another promotional tool for their music. So win-win for them, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just, I think social media is only getting bigger and bigger. So you just go away and see what happens next. Exactly. And that brings us to our social media episode. Or the end of our social media episode. Sorry, not brings us to. I know, like we're starting again. Sorry. Do you want to update the playlist? Yes, Zira. If you guys don't know, we have a playlist on Spotify called the Rated Playlist, and each week we add one song each. Each week is an old song, an old school song, and a new school song. And this week, Oli's adding the old school song, and I'm adding the new school song. That's right. That's right. That's right. Would I go first? Okay, yeah, so my old school song is going to be our second Sierra song on the list. It's going to be, this is actually my favourite Sierra song, hands down, I have to say. That is Can't Leave Him Alone, featuring 50 Cent. Oh, really? Is that your favourite Sierra song? Yeah, literally, yeah. that song, it, it takes me there. Okay. That's, I probably listen to it, like, every single week, so. Wow, okay, big Sierra fan here. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> does it say I'm a big Sierra fan? <laughs> <laughs> it clearly does because every week please hello I love, I love that song so much but... yeah it's quite a popular song of hers I think um my song is going to be Tiger and Doja Cat Freaky Deaky I love that song it's going to repeat oh. I actually like it too um I, I think Tiger's just got such a good ear for music I think and I think Doja Cat always delivers so it was a nice collaboration, I can't lie. It reminded me a little bit of Freaky Friday, just because of the title. Yeah. And then when I heard the whole thing, I was like, oh, no, not really. No, no. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, mm, you haven't heard it yet. So. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> just the title. <laughs> I was, actually, if you didn't add that, I was going to add that next week on my uh, Sorry. But it's fine. I'll find a new one. But yeah, I love that song so much. Yeah, me too. It's nice. I'm here for the collab still. That that woman never sleeps. She needs rest, though, because it's not every day, please. You're just always filming video. I respect her work ethic though. She reminds me of like Beyonce and Rihanna, like in yeah. their peaks, because she's always filming, always recording, always collaborating, always I, in the video shoot. You watched the video? Yeah, sorry, yeah, I, I watched the video quality. with the song. Such good quality. It is as well, yeah. So I see why she's tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> Don't sleep, girl. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so guys, thank you for listening again. And if you could, and if you made it to the end, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Rated Podcast and on our personal Instagram. Um, I'm at Carl CNN. I'm at Olive. And we will talk about you again soon. Well, next week. So yeah. keep tuned and keep sharing. That thank would be you. Appreciate that. And obviously, five stars. Good, good, good. good. Yes. So yeah, see you next Oh, you will hear us next week. Yes. See you later. Bye. Bye.